0: America's founding fathers believed their vision, the city upon a hill, could only succeed with a special people in a special place. Over 240 years later, we, the people, our American story is still unfolding. My name is Tina McCafferty. Join me every Friday as I spotlight those who embody the American values of faith, courage, and heroism. You will be uplifted, inspired, proud, and humbled to call yourself an American. American history is more than history. It's personal. When we honor our flag, we honor what we stand for as a nation. Freedom, equality, justice, and hope. Ronald Reagan. Episode 34, Follow the Flag, Kyle's American Story. Welcome to another episode of We the People, Our American Story. My guest is Kyle Fox. We are recording this on June 14th or Flag Day, which as we go through this episode, you will find that there could not be a more appropriate date to do this than today. So, Kyle, welcome. Thank you for being a part of this.
1: Yeah, happy to be here. I'm happy to celebrate Flag Day and talk about flags.
0: (laughs) Me too. Let's get started. Can you share a little bit about growing up?
1: I always get to tell the story that I've I've lived in the same square mile my whole life, and that's true. I I live right here in Northern Pleasant Grove. Yeah, my umbilical cord is very short, and uh, my wife reminds me of that. I've only moved a couple of times, um, but yeah, I got to grow up here in Pleasant Grove. You know, my backyard was a creek, and beyond that creek was hundreds of acres of apple orchards, and I just grew up. Um, riding bikes and living in the hills and the, the orchard and sports of all kinds, just uh, actually living the American dream, really.
0: That does sound very idyllic. When was the first time that you remember feeling patriotic?
1: Patriotism probably comes in all sorts of different levels, but the honest truth, and I I hope that people can, can relate to me as I mean, I, I grew up in a, a family that we, we were very work-oriented and um, very busy, and it's overlapped into me as well. And so we spent a lot of time playing and working. And to be honest, we didn't go out and do all these super patriotic things or show up at, you know, specific programs like that. It just wasn't in me. It wasn't in us. I mean, we were a great family. We, we loved our country. My grandfather served as a combat photographer in the Navy, so I got to hear his stories and see his stories, and that part was there, but I, I guess I want to say my real unfortunate influence was what I heard on radio, what I saw on a TV or in a movie, and doesn't mean I wasn't grateful for what I had, but that was my education And my early patriotism, I guess, was just being an American kid here in Utah, a little bit of influence from my grandfather, but I also tell the story frequently that there wasn't, it wasn't really in my home and it wasn't on my street. I didn't know somebody personally who was wearing the uniform and leaving their home and their family and going to uh, protect our freedoms and coming home and not coming home kind of thing. I didn't have that type of experience. So. It really started for me quite a bit later in life.
0: And what was that switch?
1: That switch was honestly when, I guess, uh, we started flying this flag in the canyon. And I could tell you where that all came from at some point. But the flag in the canyon, not necessarily like the flag itself and watching that beautiful thing in the canyon fly freely in the wilderness and nature and the beauty of God's land. Not that, not that part. That does touch you and put goosebumps on you and take you down a different road. But what it was is the people that I began to meet. Um, It was the the stories they told me and these stories that just embed in you and uh, never leave. And, and these were really heartfelt stories. one of the first is—it must have been the first day or two there—the the flag in the canyon. And I'll tell you, you know the flag in the canyon—the first time was a prank and a stunt. Okay. What year was I, this? This was 2015. Okay. So I told you I got into some trouble growing up, and that kind of hasn't changed. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Try to stay out of it, but. That first year, it was a prank. We wanted to just bring a surprise to our community. We didn't get any permitting, and we just went up there and kind of like Nike, we just did it. <laughs> and so anyhow, this woman comes marching into the parking lot, stomping her feet and slamming her car door and asking us what's going on and why she didn't know and, and in tears and telling me that that this flag means so so much to her as her son, he went to basic training and didn't come home. And so this symbol of the flag in the canyon was a symbol that reminded her of her son and it was a welcomed. And I, I, I honestly haven't asked her the, the real deep feelings of what that was for her, but I can imagine it was like a big hug and a, a comfort for her. And so she's become a very close friend and support team member of Follow the Flag. And so that is one of those stories that began to stick to me. And I, I describe it as um, sewing a thread into the flag in my heart. And so now I have many, many, many threads that have been sewn into my heart and every time I look at a flag, just like you hear that said from those who leave our country to protect our freedoms, They see a flag somewhere out there and it takes them to a place they're humbled and grateful and and now that has become something for me because of just experiencing those stories
0: so this is all pretty recent still
1: yeah a couple years ago
0: okay let's backpedal then it's 2015 and how does that come in your head hey let's go hang a flag up the canyon
1: well so the honest truth is it wasn't like my complete recipe, my brainstorm. There, There's a family, the Houghton family up in Sandy. So this is something that's been done.
0: Hold on, Kyle. You know what? I know them because his daughter, Heather, was my neighbor. They just barely moved like two years ago, but she was my neighbor for the past 15 years. We have been friends with them for years and I'm trying to get her dad on the podcast. So I know exactly who you're talking about. What a small, small world.
1: I mean, I guess they're quite the internet sensation. They've got quite a following. I just saw one of these amazing video productions that he did of it and it just, it changed my life. The story goes, I, I woke up in bed one morning and told Carrie, I think I'm gonna hang a flag in the canyon. It was right in the middle of us getting ready to tear our house down we lived in this old pioneer home and it was coming down without our doing and our want and so we had to uh, make a change and but yeah so our life was kind of a a mess at the time and so the timing wasn't right and I had a neighbor at a storage unit who I had met and he was in the film industry he's a, a film grip like a stunt man and all that behind the scenes stuff. And his name's Ron Nix. He was the first person I went to and talked to about and it hit him just the same way it hit me. And next thing we knew, we were pooling together a little bit of money to go buy us a flag and we just did it. And got a few people on board. I'll tell you another side of this too, it's funny. I raised giant pumpkins for about a decade. Oh, it feels
0: so big? Is that a variety or do you have to do something like a miracle grow? <laughs> I'd,
1: have, I'd have to kill you if I told you.
0: Oh, okay. It's a secret, huh?
1: <laughs> no, it, it is simply, it's seed, soil, and luck. You want to have the best soil you can possibly have. and then it's oh, a challenge. That's
0: not going to happen in Harriman. So, okay, never mind. <laughs> that dream just went down the tubes. <laughs> well,
1: no, you got to bring in the soil. You go big. So anyways, I, I fell in love with the whole idea of this wow factor and people would come across these I mean we were floating them in the pond and inside of them and paddling them down the river and dropping them from cranes and smashing cars and just creating this environment this place where people were having fun smiling they didn't even think or care about the world around them and any problems they had it was just happiness and so I fell in love with that wow factor. And so, this flag in the canyon and not telling anybody and surprising the community was going to do just that. And it did. People were just confused by it, wondering why and how and coming up there. And it was just a lot of fun.
0: How big is a flag? Where do you get it? And what are the logistics to hanging something like that?
1: You know, luckily enough, we've got one of the. Largest flag manufacturers in the country and really the world in colonial flag.
0: I didn't know that so they were that big.
1: They produce many big flags like across the world.
0: I, I mean, had no clue.
1: Yep, they do it all right there. And so that was just a, a shoe in right there with them. And, and they've been super good with us and they stand behind us and with us and what we do. So we're kind of arm in arm with them and how you do it we brainstormed some things i'm not that guy i'm more of the dreamer and I, I just find the right people and we've since worked now with utah county search and rescue so all these guys that are pros that run in line and and uh, rescues on cliffs and rigging and all that the film industry like ron Nix and all that team a lot of those guys are with us those pros do it we do it pretty easy it's um we fly like this little tiny spider wire or fishing line across with a, a drone. And then we, we uh, connect a larger line, get that across. And then our third line is our largest. And it's a product called Amsteel. It's very lightweight. It's just as strong as steel cable. What they use over a football stadium with the camera system. If it were to come down, it wouldn't cause any harm to anybody. And it's just the way to do it. There's a recipe for it, and we found it, and it's just been amazing. We've been able to do it in many states, and we're excited to continue doing that.
0: Tell me about Follow the Flag then, how that came about. You put up the flag that first year, you get quite the hoopla about that, and what is happening after that?
1: Yeah, so um, I didn't really know what we were doing. You know, it was just like.
0: That's usually we, how the best things happen, right?
1: Yeah, it was really like going to be like a one and done, probably. And so it was just this flag in the canyon. And the next thing we knew, people were in love with it. And it was like, it's going to be back, right? And so, sure, yeah, it will be back. Then the name, all of the flag, the idea behind that was that it would be traveling. That it would be in different places, and little did I know that, you know, that name actually has somewhat more relevance now where, if you think about, like, the flag bearers, I mean, these guys, they go into war, go into battle, holding the flagpole and the flag on their shoulder, no weapons, they lead their troop, their company into battle, and they go in, they come back, they go left, they go right, and... The truth of that, sometimes the flag bearer goes down in battle and what happens next, someone drops their weapon and grabs the flag and they become it. And so that whole idea too has kind of struck me in a way like I didn't intend for it to be anything that would be a light or a beacon or a focus for community, but we have some way established that for all ages and so us recognizing that influence that we're able to be a lead and inspire people that means kind of really sunk in with us uh, follow the flag and kind of neat and so we've been able to go different places and a lot of the stuff that we do honestly is has more impact on screens than the people are able to see it in person So people are following the flag from all over the country and all over the world.
0: Do you use the same flag and you take it different places? How does it work?
1: Okay, yeah, I guess I didn't explain the big, big flag. So we have multiple flags now, almost every size that you can think of. We do take them all over places and we have the 30 by 60 which is what you standardly see at the Macy's and the shopping centers the parking lots upon these poles mm-hmm. 30 by 60 is quite big that one will take about 25 people to hold it and then the bigger one I'll tell you a quick story how that came to be it wasn't really our brainchild either um, there was a veteran who lived near Ron who just came out and said hey just so you know, the flag that you're flying isn't the biggest to ever fly in Utah. Yeah, 1895, when Utah uh, got its statehood, 45th state, there was a giant flag that was produced that hung on the ceiling of the tabernacle for that ceremony, um, and then it actually went out on the side of the temple. So that flag, and I don't know the specs off the top of my head, was... At the time, the biggest flag that had ever been in Utah.
0: And you wanted to be number one?
1: Well, not really. Like, (laughs) Ron took this on. I I think a lot of things in life, I've learned now to just trust to take the first step. I'm a yes man, and I've learned to say no from time to time. But for the most part, like, this for sure has been guided by God. I, I know that. All the things that have come our way and how it's worked out. And so there's always that trust and taking the first step and all these things.
0: Absolutely.
1: For this one, it was just like, okay, well, what would it take? Let's start putting together a recipe to find the biggest flag. And it was like, okay, where can we get the biggest bat of fabric? And so these rolls come in six foot rolls out of New York city. And so that was going to be our stripes. And We order all this in and Colonial begins to build it and starts to happen, right? Like the funds come together. It all starts coming together. We cross paths with Gail Halverson, the candy bomber.
0: Yes, of course.
1: And he he catches wind of what we're doing and like he's just like turning 101 and he must have been like 96 or 7 when I met him. Yeah, he was like, Yeah, let's do this. Let's put this huge flag up and so we invited him to come down to the Colonial Flags, their sewing room and he sewed the first star on that flag.
0: Oh, how neat.
1: So yeah, that's how that big flag came to be and to give you just an idea, of perspective on the, the scale of the large one, these grocery store parking lot 30 by 60s that you see, they this one fits inside the blue star filled up our large one. So it's like seven times the size and it's 400 pounds and a quarter acre.
0: I can't even imagine everything it takes to get that thing up. So when does it go up? Does it go up on flag day? When does it go up?
1: Yeah, it'd be nice if we could have it in the canyon year round. A lot of people have said, I mean, it's possible we just burn through them quick and permitting would be different.
0: I imagine that would get a lot of wear and tear up there too.
1: You do you do and we're still learning about these big flags that's just not the same build as what you have on a flagpole the weight and the volume of it's so much different but yeah so it typically just we go out once a year in the canyon so july 4th has been our spot that we try to hit and so we we'll we'll begin working probably on the second up there preparing the the anchor points and our lines across the canyon and then on the third it's hundreds of people and big bundles of fabric on your shoulder, the flag, you make your way up the canyon, up the trail, and we make it out to the anchor points. And that rescue team would then start connecting carabiners to the line. And we have trolley systems and gas-powered winches now. And it trolleys the flag out and across the canyon, kind of like a shower curtain. And, and then it sits overnight, and, and it's in a sock. And then um, the following day, our ceremony by the dawn's early light is the program that we have been doing now for seven years. And there's a, uh, the program kicks off quick with an intro and a prayer and then a cannon fires and that rescue team begins to pull the sock off and this huge flag unfurls in front of your eyes. And then. Choir starts to sing and aircraft flies over and there's horses in the show now and it's just turned into something that I hope, well, I'm sure, I'm pretty sure it's something that's going to outlive me and you.
0: Who would have ever imagined, I mean, could you imagine this, 2015, this is where it would take you today?
1: Well, the contrast, too, in this is like 2015, some ding-dongs are pulling stunts, not knowing. And 2021, um, we're coming out of a pandemic and major divide in our country and people hurting and and hating our flag. And I mean, it started to really sink in and make sense to us, you know, about three or four years ago, what we're doing and why we're doing it. And... It just makes perfect sense and why we're still flying that banner of freedom today.
0: What canyon does this go up in? It's Pleasant Grove Canyon?
1: It's called Grove Creek.
0: Grove Creek, okay.
1: Yeah, and so there's two canyons in Pleasant Grove. You can't miss it. If you get into the valley and look to the east, you'll see there's a flag.
0: We always look for the one in Sandy. Now I'll have to head down to Utah County to look for that one. I would really like to attend that ceremony. That sounds so cool. I can't, I'm sure there are lots of tears.
1: You know, this canyon here in Pleasant Grove, I've found to be extremely special. Um, I've actually traveled through Arizona, Colorado, all of Utah and other places in search for another place that would be fitting to do something like this. And this canyon, just the way we have a paved parking lot with bathrooms, which is great. In like three minutes, you can be beneath it. And mm. you can, any age and condition, I mean, you can walk this trail about three minutes and be right underneath it. And old Chevy said, the heartbeat of America, like, I'm telling you, this is where it is. This is where you can feel it, taste it, breathe it. There's a spirit up there that's palpable. And that ground is hallowed when that flag is there.
0: You have that flag. What else do you do then? What is your mission? Do people call you and say, We want a flag? I mean, what is it that you do?
1: Yeah, so uh, the mission of Follow the Flag is honor, heal, and inspire. I like that. And so the honor part is obviously honoring those men and women, current and who have passed on who have given their life are willing to give their life protected our freedoms and the honor part goes along with those families the spouses the friends that they sacrifice just as much and in my eyes are heroes i didn't do any of that but i hope i'm acting like a hero and honoring one another that's a thing that i've realized 2021 we need to honor one another and honor definitely honor our flag and, and our laws in this country. All of that. Heal, I don't know if you've seen the stories that we've been a part of, but death of Brent Taylor.
0: hmm um, yep.
1: His death spurred a couple of his friends to call me one day and not knowing what they were asking me, they just had known what we've done and seen some of our stuff on tv and whatnot and just they started telling me about the death of their friend and i stopped them in their statement and said the answer is yes but we ended up flying a flag up there in that canyon which strangely enough the distance across rock to rock was nearly identical and so all our equipment was perfect and that caused this massive tsunami of healing and patriotism and people bonding. There were people that were going through things in their life. I mean, outside of what happened to Brent, I mean, we're talking people with drug problems, alcohol problems, now finding a family in follow the flag, finding these groups that changed them. So there's a healing that happens when you see an American flag, at least it does for me. I, I don't know about for you, but for many, it does that. And especially this big one in the canyon. And then the inspire part, Honor Hill Inspire. From us, one of the big change aha moments to me that made me understand I'm doing something here and we gotta continue it, is like the 90-year-old veteran comes up in the parking lot, seeing this flag and says to us, this is the greatest thank you I've ever had from my country. And I, and I'm overwhelming. (laughs) Yeah.
0: I um, did an episode with a man. His name is Thomas Capel. Oh my gosh, this man, he's so humble. He is a very patriotic, humble man. Things that he said about the flag had me in tears. Uh, We talked a lot about the respect for the flag and he said, And I'll never forget this. I will always stand for the flag because I have been on a plane surrounded by flag-draped coffins. And that really impacted me.
1: Yeah, you know, that's a symbol that no one wants to see, but it's something that's needed to see because the truth in it. And I, I guess I need to finish telling you you know what we do because this is the part that I think we all need to do this is the part that's changed me and it's the experiences it's sewing that thread into the flag in your heart and it's being there doing something and experiencing the people so we get out and provide flag service at farewells funerals homecomings celebrations So we have all sorts of flags, including flags that you stand with on poles that line streets. And for instance, this early this year, one of my favorites was a soldier's homecoming. And just through Instagram, through the miracle of social media, uh, this wife, uh, the soldier reached out to us and said, hey, can you guys come and help welcome home my soldier? You know, we jumped on that. So what we do is we'll show up with a team and we've got just a a volunteer group and we'll send out a text and a flash mission. We need your help. And we'll pick up the flags and we'll line his street. And we had this plan where friends and family were just packed in on his driveway. And he's a father of four and they're all under waist high, all these littles and So the plan was the kids come home in the car and they see all these flags in their street and they see all these people in their driveway. When we were hiding their dad behind all the people, they show up confused and not sure what's going on and they jump out of the car and then the crowd separates. We separate to show them their dad. You can imagine, I don't know if you have goosebumps on your arms right now, but that's the feeling there was pretty intense to me. I've seen that kind of thing happen on a video in front of me on a screen. This is the part that I think people need to have is, is being there physically standing with an American flag in hand, doing something of action with that flag. And then you're seeing these faces. It's a site of freedom that I think many people don't see and you need to see like do you really know what it's like to, to leave your family and to see these kids' faces as their you know their dad's home. And it's like they're talking about getting back to playing baseball and doing these other things. It's all these simple things that we you know we we get to enjoy and be part of in our daily life and don't even question it and and these guys just seeing tears on faces, smiles on faces. Uh, you get to go interact with them. You're standing next to someone that has just experienced what you have or they are, are a veteran and they're telling stories and you begin to bond. This American family thing begins to grow. You sew that thread in. That is the biggest thing for me. You, you don't have to have the world's largest flag flying in your canyon wherever your city is. It's as simple as getting out and getting active in showing support to uh, men or women in uniform or just a neighbor who's come home from something or going away for something or a birthday or what, but getting out there with the American flag in your hand and experiencing those and trying to sew a story into your flag in your heart. That's what does it.
0: I think that right now, Unfortunately, we are experiencing a wave of unpatriotism in this country. I think we have become too comfortable, a lot of us, and I think you'll agree with me that hearing these stories, seeing these stories, that more people need to connect with these veterans, these military families, because when you do, it's changed me. I know it has changed you.
1: Yeah, i want to ask you something. This is a real question. Okay. If you are wanting to show support and love of country or find a way to give back, other than signing your name and putting a uniform on, willing to give up your life or getting into politics, tell me some other ideas. What else is out there?
0: To serve your country, you mean?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like just what are the few answers that come to mind on ways to really show love and serve community, country, and American flag? What comes to mind?
0: Boy, that sounds like a loaded (laughs) question. That's hard. Having reverence for that flag, number one. Um, I think paying the respect that our veterans deserve. Whenever I see one, I always make sure I go up there and tell them thank you. I think that's a good way to do it. Uh, I think sharing their stories. Jenny Taylor, she said that she was really concerned that once the greatest generation has all passed away, that it will be the last time in this country that every single person has had to sacrifice something. And she's concerned about that, and I see that. But I think it's knowing the history Because a lot of us don't know the history, we don't understand the sacrifice. I think we need to connect with these people. That's a huge thing. It has changed me, is connecting with these people. Yeah. Because I am in tears all the time when I talk to these people. I have to, with Travis Mills, he had to calm me down. Because as soon as he got on, I don't know what it was, but I was just like crying. I had a man named Shiloh Harris on an episode, and he is 85% scar tissue. He was literally engulfed in flames from an IED. And his story, I just, in tears, the things, knowing what these people go through, if people only understood what these veterans, what our military go through, and how they feel about this country, I think if we can understand that, it really helps ignite that flame.
1: So the reason I asked that is I think it's what you said, like you're not sure what to say and do. And one of the things my my wife has said, and I'll continue to share this with people I meet, is you see their hats and their shirts. Mostly it's the hat that's the indicator. So beautiful gold emblems, branches of service, symbols, pins. I don't know what it all means. No. But what it should translate to everybody is, come tell me, thank you. I mean, as soon as you do it, you'll, you'll never regret it.
0: Yeah, I always that, feel good.
1: Yeah, and so that's what they need. I mean, they'll open up and light up usually most of the time. But that's the, exactly, if you don't get a dose from the person who did it, then you're not getting it, you're getting it, I guess, from your screen and who whom else is trying to translate, you know, what American patriotism is, is anymore. But to me, I the reason I asked you those questions is like because I think that as simple as getting a group of friends together and having some PVC pipe that you cut into eight foot lengths and putting flags on them, and then saying, Hey, let's go do something once a month let's just go stand on the bridge and wave or whatever it is. Like it seemed to be kind of political, these flag drives over the last little bit. Yeah. But we, we love just doing these drives. So we'll just put them on our cars and drive through places and people are honking and hooting. And that's just fun. And I think that's something that is this vitamin that we all need to get out and, be part of it I mean you never know it's always like these missions that we go out on like I I recently went and flew a a big flag across the canyon in Boulder Colorado that was a crazy one to say the least but I ended up meeting one man that made that entire journey uh days of travel and stress and all that to fly that flag totally worth it ended up being the 10th officer on scene at the um the mass shooting And so I spent the day with this guy who was this young kid who didn't have family living anywhere near him, protecting his community. He's an officer. And he had just gone through the most horrific thing of his life in that that shooting. And I got to spend the day with him and just encourage him and tell him that there's people out there in our country who are rooting for him, who believe in him, who trust in him, He's not hearing it as much as he should. So just me meeting that one person out on that mission, you never know who you're going to touch. But if it's one person, then it, it, it meant something. You know, get some American flags out and go have some fun with your friends.
0: I absolutely love that idea. And as we're sitting here talking, I don't know why, but you know what's coming to my head? Have you been to Pearl Harbor? I haven't yet. Okay. So I have been blessed to go to Pearl Harbor, and I've also been to Arlington, and I've also been uh, to the beaches of Normandy, up into the American Cemetery there, and yeah, it's, and that's what I wanted to say, is that it's almost like um, a sacred experience, if you can kind of close your eyes at those places, and you hear... Like the wind blowing, you know, how that clinks the flagpole. I don't know what it is about that sound, but just in those places, and it can be anywhere, I guess, but for me, those places, it really hit home with that flag and just hearing it clink in the breeze against the pole. It's an overwhelming experience. It really is. And I think more of us need to experience those kinds of things.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's on my bucket list. My wife actually got me a trip back east, and the world kind of fell apart, and Ugh. things got boarded up, and so we have to postpone it. Yeah. Uh, and we'll, if, we'll start going out here soon.
0: If you could get to Arlington and do the changing of the guard, oh my goodness, that's an incredible thing to watch. Where do you want Follow the Flag to go from here?
1: Um, you know, it's basically what we just talked about keeping it completely simple and getting people engaged in those small things of having a conversation with the guy in the grocery store, becoming active and traveling and seeing these sites and learning some of that history. And I'll be honest too, here's the question or the statement that Jenny Taylor has said, and I love it. You may not be a big history buff, but she didn't say that, <laughs> but I'm saying I <laughs> I'm not yet, but I've just been so wound up in what I'm doing. And she said this thing that I just have fallen in love with. This is like, okay, so what part of American history are you currently writing? You know, what part will you take place in? We are writing that chapter right now. And what is going to be written? What role will you play? And so I I just love that because, you know, we will be, People will look back and see the things that we've done, and hopefully, it's something of significance that inspires the next generation. I hope that these missions that we do and people that we inspire, I I hope that it just continues to grow. I hope that this flag will remain just as precious and powerful as it always has been. And this is just a, you know, the time that we're going through is just, you know, one of those times that is puts a scar on us. It's something that we look back and we put our head down and we made our way through it and we stuck with it. We stood with it and we prevailed. We together, and this fall, the flag thing has fallen a lot on my head and my face on the screen, but there's no way, shape or form, it could have done any of this without my family, my friends, the people, Uh, hundreds and hundreds of people that have supported and believed in. I mean, some that have never even been involved in anything other than a comment or a text, but they have given to us and fueled me in a way that has continued us to move forward. And so I I think we're like in this paradise of a place in history, in the world, on earth, that we all need to just recognize it. I think nine, 12, 20 years ago, some really good things happened as we came together and united as one. And I'm hoping that that 912 camaraderie and spirit can creep back in. It's uh, it's honestly getting kind of dark in some places. I know that voice is kind of loud, but there's still a lot of us who love and care for this country. like. You know, willing to give our lives, willing to give up whatever it is that we could to to save it and to extend it. Uh, I don't know. It's it's a beautiful thing, I, and I know that God's hand is in all of this. There's a plan for all of this, and I'm trusting in His direction, and guidance, and and I and I've learned that if I do that, then man, it sure seems. To to work out the way he wanted it to. And, and you get to see the, the many miracles that come from it. And so, yeah, I just would encourage people to just become a little bit more active, open your mouth, use your voice, get your hands on a flag, fly your flag, and uh, become a patriot. Sew some threads into your heart.
0: I am so glad you said that because I too believe that this country is a sacred place. And that it's not by accident that America is the greatest country on earth. I'll just say it, I'll put it out there. America is the greatest country this world has ever known. And God definitely has a huge hand in this. And I guess I'll follow that up by asking you, what does America mean to you?
1: Um, America to me means family. In the small scheme of it, those, those littles that are in my home that are becoming young men and little girls, my wife, I think when it all comes down to it, there's that family and then there's the American family, the human race family, God's family. But I think the reason our country is the way it is uh, as far as the American soldier leaving their home There's parts of them that wanna go be a cool soldier, fly a cool plane and, and protect all that. But I think it all backs all the way back to your home. It's all, we're all trying to protect our household. I think that's the purpose. So for me, the American flag is that love. It's God's love. It's my love for my family. It's my love for my community. Man, right now we're celebrating the 100th consecutive town festivals in Strawberry Days here, and it's just been magic. Like it just kicked off. Like Eric Dowdle did a a puzzle of Pleasant Grove and the dang flags on it.
0: I love his puzzles too. I'm a puzzle maniac, and I love his puzzles. <laughs> I, mean, it,
1: it, I mean, it's all the spiritual things. It's all the goofy things. It's what makes our life great what makes our life fighting for and loving for but honestly I'd be hard-pressed if anyone said different that you know it doesn't all come back to like love love of friends family and community that like that's when I look at that flag I mean there is the sacrifice and the the blood shed the lives lost and all those things the greatness of the history of our people but it all I think narrows down into one thing and it's love and the people, the family. That's what the American flag means to me. And the beauty of it too is the uniqueness of all of us. We're all individual and my flag is so much more different than what it means to you. And when you knit all of us together and all of those feelings and all of those stories, that's what creates that symbol of the American flag as a whole. Is all of us together believing in that one true focus
0: and where can we find you or follow the flag? Grove Creek Grove Creek
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah so you can follow us um, on all the places sometimes in the police department locked up no (laughs) I'm just kidding (laughs) you can find us on followtheflag.org followtheflag Instagram, Facebook But yeah, if you really want to find us and learn and and literally be given a dose of current American history, it's Grove Creek Canyon, July 4th through 11th, 2021.
0: That's amazing. Thank you for sharing your American story with us, Kyle. I appreciate it.
1: Thank you so much for having me on and allowing me to share and tell my story.
0: I hope you enjoyed this time with Kyle as much as I did. It is July 4th weekend. Find a few moments to think about the American flag and the sacrifices endured by brave men and women to keep her flying. If you are in Utah and are within driving distance to Pleasant Grove this coming week, I encourage you to visit Grove Canyon and see that enormous, beautiful flag waving in the canyon breeze. We mentioned three previous guests in this episode, Jenny Taylor, Tom Capel, and Matthew Bradford. If you haven't heard their stories, I have listed their episode numbers in the show notes, as well as where you can find Follow the Flag. It would mean so much to me if you take a few minutes to leave a review and a rating. This helps more people find the podcast. Subscribe and share with friends and family. Next week, my guest is Ian Newland. Ian takes us back to that harrowing day when his life was saved by the sacrifice of future Medal of Honor recipient Ross McGinnis. You don't want to miss this one. See you on Friday.